This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Welcome to the Toys R Us report. He listens more than he talks, and he tells less than he knows. Because the game is to be sold, not told. That's how it go. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, I think it's going to get a lot less weak. We are going to take what is sure to be a controversial look at the top five colors of all the times. Yes, I am going to tell you what the best color of all the colors in the spectrum of colors is. We're going to talk about a movie I saw. We're going to do all kinds of fun stuff. It is going to be great. So without further ado, hit it. Lemon to a lime, a lime to a lemon. Most of you podcasts are like TV bloopers, but I see robots is like TV Cooper. He's out to get the moolah and then he'll get out quick. With a thick grip of chips and a super thick outfit. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Welcome to the future. Yes, the future is now and you, you are happily part of it. So as we left off last week, me, me and my main man Iceberg were exiting the snack shack because... The area of our moon base has been taken over by some yokel miners. The The Commodore has started a mining operation as well as our cell tower up here on Callisto. And these, uh, these miner types like to, you know, they like to hang out in the snack shack. It's the base cafeteria. They like to be there too. There's a jukebox. There's video games. There's all sorts of stuff. But me, Iceberg, and them don't exactly, uh, you know, see eye to eye as far as, like, musical tastes and just, you know, general whatever. So he and I decided to take the the moon buggy out for a spin around while we checked out the downtown science cassette that he won on eBay. I was lucky enough to record a bit of this, uh, me and Iceberg having a chat driving around, so let's get into that, and then right from there, we'll take off to, uh, at the movies. This is fun, right? Iceberg just rolling around up here. This is, you know, not a lot of people get to uh, get to be on Callisto all the time. We really, we really shouldn't take this for granted, you know. Sometimes it's cool, man. Just me and you out here driving around in the uh, good old moon buggy, checking out the downtown signs. I love this song, "Summertime," and 
considering it's summer. It's like the, the perfect song, I guess. I have never understood the appeal of summer. I do not feel the sun's rays, so it do not feel warm, but it does seem bright, which I do not like. The bright light interferes with my optical data collectors. Oh yeah, word. I don't like bright light either, man. It hurts my eyes. Uh, what does it? What does it do to you, though? It makes things appear less dim. I get all screwed up. Hold on. Did you say that it makes things seem less dim, Iceberg? That's what bright light does. It makes things seem less dim. What What does light do for you through your sensors? I, I never even really thought about that. I just said it made things seem less dim. Weren't you listening? I kind of was listening, and I, you did say that it made things seem less dim, but the way... The way that you said it made me think that, like, maybe you don't see things the way that I see things. And I started to, like, trip out a little bit on that. It's kind of trippy, right? Like, you see completely different than me, maybe. I don't see anything like you do. I see it better. You see it better like how? My optical data collector gathers all the data for whatever is around me and transforms it into an image that is then scanned into my circuits and reinterpreted as numbers. So you don't see pictures? You see numbers? That's so weird. I can't even imagine what that's like. Oh, hold on, Iceberg. There's there's like a hole up ahead. Get, uh, get ready to jump over this hole right here. I see it. It looks like the number 26. Dude, check it out. There's another one. There are like holes everywhere. This is a moon knock. Calistoga Road over by your house. Well, to be honest, there are like a ton of potholes in Calistoga Road. Oh no. Moon bats? I am going to shoot them. No, dude, don't do it. Moon bats are cool. Just let them... They're, they're going away anyway. Look, it's all, it's all cleared up. But, uh, anyhow, Iceberg... Hey, this is me. Where are you guys? We're out driving the moon buggy. We're just like jumping over holes and shooting at moon bats and stuff. Well, I need you to get back here. Oh yeah? What for? Because I have a few minutes before I have to go back on shift and if you get here now we can record at the movies. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Iceberg, head, head back toward the base. Alright, if we must. But to be honest, I was having fun. Yeah, Iceberg, me too. Yo, fool, sit down and buckle up for At The Movies with Icy Robots, VHS edition. Between them, Isabella Johnny. Three loners playing a ruthless game none of them could afford to lose. In The Driver. Ryan O'Neill is the driver. My line of work is kind of hard to come by. His reputation, the best wheel man in the city. Did you ever get caught on one of your jobs? Hasn't happened yet. Bruce Dern is the detective. I'm very good at what I do. His reputation, the toughest cop in the city. You saw the man who was driving the car, yet you didn't identify him. Do you got a reason? I just don't like you. This was a, this was a rare week where we didn't go to the movies at all. It feels very strange. It feels very off-putting, but there wasn't anything that opened up 
that we wanted to see, and we were caught up with we were caught up with all the movies that were on the you know the big to do list. There was one that slipped by. It's a uh, kind of a smaller movie. It stars Casey Affleck and uh, Rooney Mara, and that's interesting too because they're like the siblings of more famous actors. I had never even noticed that, but you know Casey's the the brother of Ben Affleck, and Rooney Mara is the sister of of Kate Mara. Anyway, that movie's called Ghost Story, and. Uh, Affleck plays a ghost, like a ghost in a sheet, and we wanted to see that, but it already, it already moved on, it only lasted here for like two weeks, and we had some other stuff on the agenda, and I, I figured this one would uh, last, you know, at least three weeks, it has Casey Affleck, the dude just, uh, homie just won the Oscar, but it's gone, so there wasn't anything that was out that we wanted to see that we hadn't seen, so we ended up doing other stuff, we were actually like, we spent that time when we went around and looked for, looked for a Marvel legend, which I'll, uh, I'll talk about this in the final segment of the show, but this doesn't mean that I didn't see any movies because I definitely did see a movie and it was a movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. The movie is called The Driver. It came out in 1978. It stars Ryan O'Neill and Bruce Dern and it was directed by the by the all-time great Walter Hill of the of the Warriors fame. I had never seen this movie before, but I was listening to an interview with Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, the director of Baby Driver, which I which I loved a lot, and Baby Driver pays respect to many other great driving movies that came before it, and it acknowledges its past, which is great, because the movie the movie is kind of sampling a lot of other great movies, and one of the movies that Edgar Wright talked about in the interview that was, like, incredibly influential to him, he said, if not super influential, maybe the most influential movie as far as Baby Driver was this movie called Driver by Walter Hill, and I enjoy Walter Hill. The Warriors is one of my favorite movies. I I think he's great. He's just, you know, he's top-notch. He's very creative, but I had never, I had never seen this movie before, and to be honest, I had never, I had never heard of this movie before, which is, which is a bit odd. I spent all that time working, you know, hanging and clanging at the video store. I would have, I would have think I would have seen it because I, I feel like over the years I shelved like every single movie that ever existed up until that time. Not every single movie, but you get what I say when I say that. I meant I've seen most of the big movies, if not like actually having seen them, but at least, you know, put my hand on the on the VHS tape and having to, you know, you got to look at it to put it away. And in looking at it, you you get a lot of details. You get a lot of movie knowledge that way. And I was completely unfamiliar with this movie, and that made it, like, an incredible treat. Just a total delight. I knew nothing going in, and I thought it was terrific. The, uh, the basic idea of the movie is that Ryan O'Neill is, like, he's, like, the best. The best getaway driver in the business, and Bruce Dern is, like, he plays a New York City cop, a detective, a guy who sometimes he plays by the rules, sometimes he doesn't. He just... He just cares about the collar, and something about the driver, like, really, uh, really gives him a bother. So he is determined by hook or by crook to bring this guy in, and he devises, like, this really elaborate scheme in which he's going to, in which he's going to entrap the driver, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to go in more than that. The movie is well worth watching. It has, at l- I think, three really terrific driving scenes. If you're a fan of movie driving, if you like chase scenes and stuff, the the opening driving scene is great. And then there is another scene where Ryan O'Neill is driving in a uh, parking garage, and he is... He is purposely smashing up the car that he's in to, 
to prove a point, and that scene is nuts. And the final scene, the big climactic drive scene, is one of the uh, one of the best driving scenes I have ever seen. It all takes place inside of a warehouse, and the the two cars are doing like a cat and mouse thing through the uh, through the mazes of the boxes and stuff. It is it's really great, and the tone of it. You can see the tone of a uh, of the action is going to eventually lead Walter Hill into the into the Warriors. It has like that tense, somewhat minimalistic style that he really, really, really masters in the Warriors. And I, when I was watching it, I'm like, this is, if there was a car chase scene in the Warriors, this is what it would be like. And it's well worth seeing just for that look. I think that you should see the whole movie. I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. But if you want, you can just go on YouTube and see the driving scenes and man, that is, uh, that's, like, a fruit of its own. Ryan O'Neill is really good in this. He has that, like, he's stoic. He doesn't show a lot of his personality. And I imagine that at the time it was, it was kind of a risk putting him in there. He's kind of like a pretty boy soap opera type actor. And from what I understand, I, I read, like, the Wikipedia about this, that Walter Hill initially wanted to get, um, the... The fella from Death Wish, Charles Bronson. His name eluded me for a second there. I had it initially, and then it just, like, popped out of my head, and then Death Wish popped into my head, and that led me to say, Charles Bronson, does that happen to you? Like, you're thinking about something, and then it just kind of pop, it pops out of your head for a second, and it's hard to, uh, it's hard to go back and remember what it was, because you didn't stow it away, you didn't have the thought long enough, it just kind of was there, pop, can't remember what popped. But anyway, they they initially wanted to get Charles Bronson for the role, and when he fell through, they were kind of iffy on uh, Ryan O'Neal, but when they, they made the decision, and they, they made the correct one, he's good in it. And Bruce Dern is a terrific actor. I like... I like this, like, 70s style of minimalistic acting that's in it. I keep going to minimal as a word, but compared to, like, an action movie of today, the movie is... Very sparse and very minimal. Nowadays, movies have, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, CGI work. Like, an action movie is going to have some degree of CGI work, some degree of explosions, superheroes flying, aliens, chitaris. It's going to have cars jumping from building to building. It's going to have, like, cars harpooning another car from four angles and trying to, like, pull it apart. It's going to have, it's going to have somebody skating down a mountain to start a soccer match. And this movie only has like real life car chases with like real life, real big 70s cars. That's another thing. The cars in this movie, for the most part, are really big 70s cars. And you don't see cars like this in chases in movies nowadays. Obviously, it's not the 70s anymore. And the heyday of like chase movies was It was past the 70s, so it's like a real treat seeing somebody just like chugging along in a massive boat of a car at 95 miles an hour in pursuit of somebody through the streets of New York. I really, really enjoy driving movies, and I I can't recommend this one high enough. This is, uh, this was really a terrific, fun time. So, on the Source Magazine mic meter, where one is a dud... And five is an all-time classic. I am going to go ahead and give Walter Hills, the driver, a good old four, four mics. Four mics. This is Don Fry, and you're listening to Toys R Us Report. 
court. Push it down, I'll kill you. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but will return next week at this time. Up until now, your life has been incomplete. You lived in a world of colors and did not know which was best. Today, that all changes. The Toys R Us report top. Five lists, colors. Color, 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 color. Colors, colors, colors. They surround us at all times. Our clothes are colors. The things we like are colors. Everything we see has a color. And yes, as a matter of fact, some colors are better than other colors. And we are going to examine the top five shades of colors in all of time and space. This is... This is going to be fun. It's going to be controversial. This is going to be hard to quantify, but we are going to do it our best to uh, do just that. Let's uh, let's get started right away here with the number five color of all the times. Number five. I'd like to read a book about the color pink. Almost everything I have on is pink, and it's my favorite. Cotton candy, fat pink pigs, girls with socks and bows. P-I-N-K, P-I-N-K, that is how it goes. The number five color of all the times is pink. I first got turned on to the color pink when Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart teamed up with Jimmy the Mouth of the South Hart as the Hart Foundation and they came to the ring in black and pink tights. Up until, up until that point, it was... Boys wore blue or other random colors, and that color spectrum excluded the color pink. Dudes could not be seen in the color pink. It was quite a questionable decision, but when Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, and Jimmy the Mouth of the South came out there, and they started beating up on everybody wearing all pink, pink became, pink became cool in my book. Now, personally, at the time, I never sported pink, but... That was just a matter of me being not as strong as Jim the Anvil and Bret Hart and able to able to go out and wear something that might get me the uh, derision of my classmates. Pink is an offshoot of red. Red is, of course, another awesome color out there. What what pink has going for it is that it isn't it isn't as bright as red. Wearing something red is really it's really showy. It's very very garish and. Pink is much lighter than that, and while you do stand out just for, you know, wearing the color pink, the color pink does tend to, uh, does to tend to, like, blend in more to, you know, the surroundings, to the crowd, and that is, there's something to be said for that. When I, when I do wear pink as uh, an adult, it tends to be shoes. I have had a couple pair of pink shoes over the year. I had a pink pair of Adidas's that I wore for a while, and... It's cool, man. They really, they really stick out. It's nice to have something on you that uh, catches people's attention. And look, it might be something that the dudes aren't digging, but I'll tell you that uh, sometimes the ladies will notice that you do have something pink on, and they will notice in in somewhat of a flattering manner toward uh, you know toward yourself, which is which is always nice, right? My preferred type of pink is is hot pink. I like like a neon 
sort of reminiscent of the 80s pink. We we have a black and hot pink shirt for sale in the Red Bubble store. It says Icy Robusta Radio. It has a uh, has a Walkman on it. It was designed by my man uh, Tapes from the Crypt over on Twitter. That is Crypt Vault at Crypt Vault, and that shows that shows my love for the shade of hot pink. It's just it's a cool color, man. And there it 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 like. It makes you seem more of a, not necessarily tougher guy, but it makes you seem like more of a, I don't care what you think, sort of guy when you rock something hot pink. So consider, uh, consider doing that in the future. You know, it's not going to hurt you in any way. And in some ways it might help. Let's jump ahead and find out what is the number four color of all in time and space. Number four. And the color orange sits right in between yellow and red in the RGB color space. This gives it a perfect balance of both colors' associations. It carries the activated, passionate side of red, as well as the light-hearted, joyful side of yellow. Orange is on the hot end of the visible light spectrum. It's not, however, as hot as red and has a more comfortable temperature. Uh, think of your favorite fuzzy blanket in the wintertime as opposed to a fiery summer night. The fourth best color of all the times is orange. I I like orange. It's a hard word to say, but it's a nice color to look at. It is it is bright, but it's warm, and also it's not as again, it's not as garish and hot as red. It is uh, a nice color to look at and it's a nice color to wear. The one the one drawback locally is that orange is the color of the uh, San Francisco Giants. And if you wear orange, people automatically assume that you are in support of the Giants. And for me, that's not necessarily true. I am uh, an Oakland Athletics fan. So the idea of me supporting the Giants is just kind of, kind of turns my stomach. But I understand that some people do, and that's, you know, it's all good, man. There are many teams, and we are all allowed to like whichever whichever one we want, I guess. And I do wear some orange. I have a pair of orange Sacconis. The, the shoe of preference for me is the Sacconi Jazz. It's kind of a small, lightweight running shoe. It's kind of kind of has like a 70s aesthetic and I have them in many colors and the one that I tend to wear for like just you know day-to-day going out is this really bright safety orange and I like that they get attention but sometimes I wonder if people are people are you know pointing them out and saying nice shoes because you know maybe they think I'm a Giants fan but everything that has an upside also has it has a downside. And the downside is dudes might think that you, uh, that you like the Giants. You know, they might think that you ride or die for Buster Posey. Dudes around here love that guy, Buster Posey. When, when I was working at this place back, back in the day, there were, I'm not even kidding. At one time, there were two different people that I worked with. And this wasn't like a giant place with thousands of people. This was, you know, this was just a place. Two of the people who worked there had two dogs, one named Buster one named Posey. I I kid you not. I I guess he's a good guy. I don't know. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to disparage good old Buster Posey. He brings he brings joy to some people. I suppose there are there are a lot of cool things in the world that are orange colored. Let's let's name a few. Let's see. We'll start with oranges. The fruit oranges are a super delight. Orange juice is a delight. Mangoes are orange and they are great. Hubert Hubert is orange and he's He's pretty cool. My uh, high school colors were orange. Orange and black. We were the Panthers and our, our logo was an orange panther. So 
that orange panther is definitely dope lava. The soap lava is orange. Maybe that is. Maybe that's more red. The logo for the movie Speed is orange. I, I'm actually looking at a novelization of Speed, like, right now as we speak. <laughs> I didn't just pull that one off the top of my head. The Human Torch is orange. There are all sorts of great things in the world that are orange. Let's try to rattle off a few more cool orange things while we're while we're here. How often do you really get to talk about the color orange? Pumpkins are orange and pumpkins are great. Also, you know, jack-o'-lanterns, which are pumpkins that are diced up, are also orange. Uh, like peppers are orange. You know, those like orange peppers that you put into salsa and stuff. My dog, my dog Ursa is orange. She is a red healer. And if you look at her, honestly, she is, she is orange colored. Uh... Little orange kittens are great. Candy corn is orange, and that is great. Those circus peanuts are orange. The wrapper of a Reese's peanut butter cup, that is orange, and that is terrific. So, I feel as if I have made a compelling argument here for the color orange. It's great. Let me know what you think about orange sometimes. It is a, uh, it's kind of a controversial topic. I think that, I think that for the most part, the only time anybody ever really wears orange, if they're not like a Giants fan or some other, like, sports team fan, is, uh, like safety gear. You know, you wear, like, an orange vest or, like, an orange hat or whatever. So, I don't know. I like to look at orange. I think orange is dope. And I think that, I you know, wear some more orange in your life. Let's, uh jump another let's jump into another color right now and see what see what's next number three the color red has an effect on the human brain since it's the color of blood it has historically been associated with sacrifice and danger however in many asian countries it's the color of happiness the next color the third best color of all the times is red. See, see what I did? I kind of, uh, kind of threw some misdirection in there. I talked about, like, the garishness of red as if it was a negative thing, when in effect, it is actually a super dope thing. Red is a terrific color. I have not, like, tons of red clothes, but I do have red clothes. I have a pair of red shoes. I have a bunch of red shirts. I got a couple red sweatshirts. Got a red beanie hat. I really, I really do like the color red. It, uh, it stands out in a crowd, and it, it just says a lot about what you are and what you are about. Not really. I guess maybe for, like, a blood, you live in, like, Los Angeles, and uh, you wear a lot of red. That might be saying something about what you're about, but I don't know so much. I don't know so much for, like, me wearing a red shirt. It says a lot about me. But I do enjoy, I do enjoy the color red. There are just, like, a zillion million things in the world that are red that are terrific. Well... Get around to a few of those in a minute. I wonder, let me know this. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know how often you wear the color red. Like in your day-to-day life. Not like your day-to-day work life. Like your weekend life. Do you often, do you often wear red shirts? Do you ever, in fact, wear red pants? I have not ever worn a pair of red pants. I have worn red shorts, but... Never, like, long red pants like I'm, like, Jack White from the White Stripes or, uh, I don't know, some sort of a over-the-top supervillain. Like a, uh, like a, what do they call him? The Ringmaster. I learned that the Ringmaster is, like, the name that the Marks would call the dude. That, like, the insider term for that dude who runs the circus is, is a fancy pants. Now, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I was just, like, over at Paperbacks Unlimited and I was flipping through, like, one of those, like, book of books of random facts. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the kind of books that you're supposed to read in the restroom. And I saw 
this thing about circus lingo and they talked of they talked of the fancy pants. And when I see like a fancy pants, I see them with like red pants and then like like a black like tuxedo top maybe with tails and a top hat and some kind of some kind of shirt. Like I don't know if it's so much of a circusy shirt, maybe just like a like a white shirt, but the the red definitely like it it, it glows, you know. When you see somebody in like a like a red garment, it really stands out. Think of that, think of that famous 80s song, Lady in Red. It's all about, it's about more than like a gal in a red dress, but the focus is definitely on that sexy red dress. Let's talk about some uh, cool things out there in the world that are red. There is the rapper Redman. That guy is, that guy is great. There is red hair. Red hair is super cool. I wonder why people bag on, you know, gingers or whatever, or red hair. It seems to me like when I I think about it, red is like the rarest of all the uh, hairstyles. So like in, in that sense, it kind of makes it the coolest. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's like a universal truth, but like the rarity of having this like natural color that most people don't have definitely, definitely seems cool. Apples are red, at least uh, on the outside that cool red stripe on the A-Team van is something awesome. You got, like, those red shirts that Star Trek people wear. That's not, that's not good for them, but it's, it's good for us. Let's them know, let's us know who they are. The, the inside of a watermelon. Watermelon is super delish, and on the inside, when you get into the sweet meat, it is red. I myself always prefer a seedless watermelon, but I've heard people say that, the watermelon with the seeds sometimes has more flavor. I don't know if that's true. Let me know if you if you have found that to be true. I have never I've never done like a direct comparison. Didn't that sound like some kind of a uh, like an old homespun homily? The the watermelon with the seeds is sometimes sometimes the richest. So we are going to we're gonna jump we're gonna jump ahead here and we're gonna find out what the next coolest color is let me find the button on the thing to hit it to cue the cue the highlight all right here we here we go number two i see something blue blue i see something blue 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 i see something blue find something blue For the longest time, and I mean that for the longest time, like that, like that Billy Joel song, blue was, blue was my favorite color. I mean, when I say the longest time, I mean, like the majority of my life, blue was my favorite color. I would wear more, I would wear more blue than anything. I think that blue is just, just a delightful color. It's the color of the sky. When you when you go outside and you see blue, kind of you kind of feel like the day is going to be better than if you go out and you see and you see the clouds or you see the fog. You know that if the sky is blue, at least to some degree, you can count on you can kind of like good old Mother Nature, like uh, you know, taking care of you. And that's a really good thing. It's like blue is the color that blankets our life. You know, if I was if I was writing tags, if I was writing some tags for the color blue, like the color blue came to me as a. Uh, as a client, and they wanted to advertise with us, I would say blue is the color that blankets your life. And 
I would run with it. Blue is just so nice, and there are so many great shades of blue. When you when you think of a vacation spot, when you think of like a beautiful spot that you can go and you can relax on the beach, you always see that nice crystal blue water. And in in that sense, it's just it's so relaxing. You know, if you're sitting there under the blue sky, looking out onto the blue water, your life is your life is all right. You know, you're doing you're doing okay. And blue is also a, it's kind of a nice neutral color. If you were, if you're planning like a work uniform or something, something that you want to have in a official capacity, blue is, blue is a good direction to go. It's very hard to argue against the color blue. There is, there is some kind of a downside of the color blue in that it is also the the color of depression, but it, it's sometimes it's the kind of depression that produces great art. You know, for example, the, uh, the blues, I guess. I'm not the biggest blues fan in the world, but a lot of people are, and you got to give it up to that. The, you know, various artists will have blue periods and they, they do some of their best work. So you can't, you can't discount the value of that either. Before we move on and take a look at what is the greatest color of all the time in space, let's, Let's name a few cool things that are blue. We said, we said water. We said the sky. Those are two, those are two giant things right there. What else, what else is blue that is really terrific? Batman, the traditional Batman is blue, blue and gray. That's the Batman I prefer. Superman, Superman is blue. A Pac-Man cabinet is blue. The, uh, the eggs of a robin are blue. Blueberries are blue, and hence the the best flavor of all of Pop-Tarts. The blueberry Pop-Tart is also blue. The the fish that Finding Dory is is blue. The planet of Neptune is blue. The uh, Joni Mitchell's best record is called Blue, and in my personal opinion, Patsy Cline's best song is, uh, is also called Blue. So, I don't know, man. When you got the sky... And you got to see you, you don't really need a lot of, you don't need a lot of other things there to pad your list. Let's, let's do it. Let's jump forward and find out what is, what is the greatest color of all time and space. This isn't the moment of enlightenment, the best color of all the colors in the universe. I want to talk about the color green and its meaning. Green has a strong association with nature, fertility and life. Its prevalence in nature makes it very easy on the eye and attractive. Green has always been associated with luck and wealth. In magic, the colour green is used to draw for good luck and abundance. There you have it. The most, the most greatest colour of all the colours is is the color green. So many great things are green. Nature is one that was just discussed. Green is, uh, you know, the color, the color of good luck, which is also just discussed in the clip. But, uh, green is also the color of money, man. It's like that, uh, that movie with Tom Cruise and, um, Robert Redford. I saw that movie on TV the other day. I was watching it on HBO and it's, it's interesting to see how, how small and skinny Tom Cruise was at the time when he's wearing that that t-shirt that says Vince. I like that. I like that shirt a lot. And I was wondering, do you think that if I, if I had a replica of that shirt made and I started wearing it, would people associate it with the movie, The Color of Money? 
Or would they think that my name was Vince? My gut says that most people would think that my name was Vince and that no one would associate it with the color of money like the color of green. I wear a lot of green. I like to I like to wear shorts and my preferred color of short is green. I find that green matches almost everything and then the the other color that I tend to wear on the bottom is like blue or sometimes like khaki and in that instance I have quite a few green shirts. Green is a nice color. It it's almost like the alternative to the blue jean. Like a lot of people rock blue jeans like all the time. And then there are other people who rock like green shorts or green pants with pockets all the time. I do tend to wear like green pocket pants when I wear like full on pants. I am not like a super jean guy. A lot of people are way into jeans and I dig it, man. They look, they look good, but it's like you don't have enough pockets for your stuff. I I have so many stuffs. When I was reading Esquire, somebody wrote in and said, Hey man, I know it's not cool to wear pocket pants, but uh, where am I supposed to put all my stuffs? And the dude was like, in your suit coat. So I guess that's the alternative. If you uh, don't want to wear pocket pants, you can always wear, you can always wear a blazer. And it would be cool to have like a green blazer. Like you were, like you were the Riddler in Gotham. He looked, uh, he looked pretty cool. Good old Ed Nigma. By the end of the season of Gotham, when he had like that green hat and that green suit, that was, that was a nice, uh, it was a nice outfit. So I, I don't know what to say for green. The green doesn't say for itself. Green is, green is the overall greatest color of all the colors. Let's, let's take a look at some of the things in the world that are green. There is, of course, trees. Trees are green. Leaves are green. That's. That's huge. When you see a lot of green, you know that you are in a nice, healthy spot. Imagine, imagine that you're like, you're Ray from Star Wars. You know, you know, you're coming in on that planet and you're just like, I've never seen so much green in my whole life. That is, that is the power of green. And also money is green. If there is something that's up there with the power of nature, that is, that is the power of, that is the power of money. Emeralds are green. Green apples are a delicious varietal of apple green. Green salsa is, green salsa is pretty good. Limes are green. The, the green popsicle is my favorite. The favorite color of all the, of all the popsicles. Shamrocks are green. Shamrocks are cool. That's a, that's a nice logo right there. Shamrock shakes. Shamrock shakes are, uh, they are green. They're delicious. The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk is green, you know. She-Hulk is green. The Abomination is green the leader? The leader is green. There are all sorts of, uh, let's see, more green heroes. I was gonna say there are all sorts of green heroes, but before you say that, you have to, you have to have a mental list in your head of who are some terrific green heroes. Let's think about this for a sec. Got the Martian Manhunter. You got, you got Miss Martian. You got the Green Arrow. You got the Green Lantern. You know, you got, you got the Hulks that we just mentioned, and Slimer. Slimer is green. I know he's not a comic book character. Well, I bet you Slimer has appeared in comics. What I meant to say is Slimer's not a comic book hero. But at any rate, Slimer is green, and that is good. Green Jello is, like, the best of all the Jellos when you get that green Jello with, like, the uh, fruit chunks floating in it. That cannot be beat. So there you got it, my dudes. Now you know what are the top five colors of all the time and space of all the universes that are out there. I would like to... I'd like to hear what you think about this. So 
hit me up. Hit me up at IC Robots. That's at I-S-E-E Robots on Twitter. Or you can hit me up on Instagram. It's the same thing, at IC Robots. Or the, the preferred method seems to be at Facebook. Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. I-S-E-E Robots. I would love, I would love to have some color talk. Let's head into the next segment. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, my dudes, we are back for what is, what is the final segment of the show of what has been a really fun show, I think. That color list, that was, uh, that was kind of interesting. It's, it's hard to think about colors and talk about colors and, like, try to quantify what you like about a color. I hope, hope you think I did a good job. Let's see what is going on in the world of, in the world of this and that. The other week, I got Entertainment Weekly. I get Entertainment Weekly. I get... I get a few magazines, I get that, I get Sports Illustrated, I get CNET Magazine, the wife gets like a ton of like lady magazines, like celebrity magazines and makeup magazines, and we just get a lot of magazines around the house, and Entertainment Weekly is, it's good to see every once in a while to keep up on just like what movies are coming out and what, what's this and that, and this was the big uh, fall winter movie preview issue, and on the cover was was Ray from, you know, from Star Wars, and inside they had a, they had an article about the, about the movie, and I didn't read it, because I am doing my best to stay in the dark about what's going on in the world of the upcoming Star Wars movie. I don't, I don't want to know anything. Every time the trailer comes on, I, I look down, I will allow myself to hear it, but I don't see it, and I really have no idea what's up, and I think that's going to be good. I'm really, like, I'm looking forward to, you know, the movie starting, and there it is, and I just have no idea what to expect. I think that's going to be, I think that's a good way to go about it, but we're going to be entering the part of the, of the promotion where there are going to be, like, TV commercials galore, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but I am going to, I'm going to do my best, but when I was, when I was, like, flipping through the magazine, I saw a picture of Ray and, uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, and he... He, of course, has aged, as have we all, and I, I, I looked at him, I looked at it for a good long while, and I thought, you know, this is just, this is just absolutely perfect. It's probably for the best that there was this long gap in Star Wars movies, because over the time that, that they've been away, Mark Hamill has turned into a person who looks like a Jedi Master. His beard is perfect, his long or whitish hair, and his just... The overall somewhat disheveled way that you start to look as you get older. It's all, it's all just so great and it couldn't have been done as well as it looks like it's going to be done if they would have used like aging CGI or makeup or anything because there's just like a way that you look around the eyes when you have become an older Jedi Master and Mark Hamill has, he's really become this and it's, it's interesting too to look at it. And, and to realize that we're all getting older and that when we were, for the most part, I think, watching Star Wars, Luke Skywalker was, he was older than us, obviously, but he was, 
he wasn't even, like, at his peak yet when the first movie came out. Peak as far as, like, he was like a young New Jack. You know, he wasn't, like, the man that he was going to be. And then we saw him grow into the Luke Skywalker that wears all black and has one hand. And it's like, now we jump ahead and we see him being the wizened Jedi Master. And it could be that we missed the entire period where he was... Where he was like peak Luke Skywalker, peak Jedi. And I think that's all for the best too. Because we get to live that in our heads. We get to we get to imagine what that was like. And we get to imagine what what powers he may have possessed at his at his Jedi peak. It's it's all good, man. I am looking forward to this like like so bad. I can't even I can't even explain to you how much how much I am looking forward to this movie. I I for a while I was out. On Star Wars, I was really out during the prequel days. I, I just was not down with that direction of Star Wars, and I was I was out. I wasn't buying Star Wars toys. I wasn't buying Star Wars anything. And then, then the Force Awakens came out, and bam, I'm drawn right back in. The spirit of the thing was so great. I thought that Ray was just an absolute delight. And then you get a, uh, then you get Rogue One, and you have Jen Erso, and she's a completely different character, but also a delight. I think that they've I think they've hit two grand slams the first two times out and i i can't wait i think it's going to be great i imagine that all of you all of you also cannot wait as well i uh i actually i got some toys this week i got like i got like a fair amount of toys at least for me i'm not like the biggest toy buyer i'm a toy looker but uh let's start off with one that got one that got in my hand but didn't make it up to the register. I was at Walgreens looking around, seeing if they had any any mini mates, and they they did not. I'd heard that the mini mates were on clearance over there, but they they were not at mine, at least not yet. So I was over there looking, and I saw a Spider Gwen Marvel Legend. Spider Gwen is an alternate reality, alternate universe rather. Gwen Stacy that became Spider Woman on that particular Earth, and. She has a really neat character design. She she's wearing like a hood, like a pink hoodie, and she has like pink around her eyes, and she wears like white and pink as her spider colors. Uh, there you go, pink pops up again. But I'm not like super familiar with the character. I don't know if I've ever even read a comic with her in it, but I do I do see her all the time, and I see that she's a super popular character with a neat design. And I was looking at it for a bit, and I, I couldn't decide whether to get it or not. And in the end, I decided I decided to not. I, I left it there because just I didn't have, like, the familiarity with the character to make it, like, a fun figure. But I did I did get one that I have been on the hunt for, but I got it on, a, I got it on eBay. I got a bargain. I got that Marvel DC Universe, rather, Batgirl of Burnside, the, uh, the hipster Batgirl with the Doc Martens and the uh, purple leather jacket. I've wanted this figure for a while, and I just, I haven't seen it at my stores around here, and I've been, I've been on the hunt. All I see is the Damian Wayne in that series. I never, ever see the Batgirl of Burnside. So I started hitting up eBay, and I was, I was like, looking to see if I could get a bargain. I didn't want to spend the, the high prices. This one was going for like 35 bucks, and I was lucky enough to find an auction where the dude had the figure loose, complete with the accessories, but with no packaging. He said he wanted the Build-A-Figure pieces. I think it's a I think it's a King Shark Build-A-Figure, and he wanted the Build-A-Figure pieces, so he put the Batgirl up for sale, and I was able to pick it up for $7.99 with, like, two, $2.49 shipping, so I got it for less than the, uh, 
the package price, which is nice because I, I do want the packaging, but I don't I don't really care because I, I'm going to open it up and play with it and, you know, put it on a shelf. So I got that and I'm pretty satisfied. The sculpting's good. The, the joints are a bit loosey-goosey around the legs, but a lot of figures are like that sometimes. And I don't know, it's not that big of a deal. She still can stand up and can still throw like a sidekick, you know, like a sidekick pose or whatever. She comes with a, a miniature cell phone and a battering, so... I'm pleased with that. I like how she sculpted like she is drawn. Like, sometimes you get a figure and they they interpret it as if it was, like, a real person. But this is, like, a figure of a drawn comic character. And I, I appreciate that. I also uh, hit up Target. I was over Target looking for the for the Marvel Legends Hela from Thor Ragnarok, the one, the, the Kate Blanchett. I still have not find it, found it. Engineer Nerd said he found one. I don't know where. For some reason, I inferred that it was from Walmart. And we hit up our Walmarts. We actually hit up two Walmarts, and I didn't, I didn't see one there. So we decided to go to the uh, to the Target. And when I got to the Target, I walked around it. I didn't find any there. They didn't have any of the uh, Thor Marvel Legends. They had some of the like the smaller ones, the Enchantress Carl Urban two-piece set and I you know kind of walked around for a bit and I got over to the clearance section and all of the all of the Rogue One figures were on clearance and they were on clearance for like super great prices I was able to pick up the the small Jin Urso you know the one that's like three and three quarter inch that Jin Urso the the Star Wars Black Series Jin Urso, as well as the bigger Jin Urso, the one that's like a, a Marvel Titan Series Jin Urso. It's I don't know, maybe like a foot tall, not the not the two foot big one, the one that's right under that. And they were all two dollars and thirty eight cents each. I was I was super stoked. I got like four new figures this week, and I didn't even spend like didn't even spend 20 bucks. That's, that's super great, but I still have not been able to find the Hella. I reckon that, just reckon they haven't dropped around here yet, because I've only seen, like, a couple. I've only seen Thor, and I've only seen a Loki. I haven't seen any of the, any of the side characters. I, I've heard that Ares might be the chase figure in the set. Uh, my dude, Engineer Nerd, he and I both agree that it's probably gonna be, like, Lady Thor as the chase figure. She has a great, a great character design, and she's and she's a gal. Kind of goes that the gals are in shorter quantities in the case. I I have been still on eBay looking for McDonald's styrofoam containers. Right now, I have my eye on a McRib, and the McRib. I think they want like an open bid of nine ninety nine in an auction. I've bid. I'm only willing to go as high as like fifteen dollars. I I'm not like the biggest McRib dude. The McRib is fine. I, I definitely think it's okay, but I want that fillet of fish one and I want a Big Mac one, but I don't want to pay like twenty five bucks for a for a Big Mac, you know, you can you can dig it. It's it's one of those things, man. It's like it might be like endlessly valuable because it seems like it's in kind of low quantities but at the same time how much are you willing to pay to fulfill the demand for a mcdonald's styrofoam big mac container i i'm kind of on the search for another mcdonald's uh styrofoam item when i was watching the when i was watching the color of money paul newman is playing pool and this is when this is when he's trying to give up the booze when he's going straight and he's at the pool hall and he has a uh he has a cup of mcdonald's coffee in that white 
with the orange and yellow and brown kind of pinstriping around it. And you see him stir the coffee with one of those McDonald's stirrers with the with the golden arches, those brown stirrers. And I, I'm like, man, dang it. I wish I wouldn't have seen that because now I want one of these two to like, I don't know, put my pencils in or do something, something stupid like that. But I haven't even been able to find one of these anywhere. Like not even at like any kind of weird, crazy prices. I... I don't know. I have like a saved search for McDonald's styrofoam. So I get, I get that sent to me all the time. And hopefully like one of these cups will pop up. I don't, I don't know, man. If you, if you happen to have one of these around your house for whatever reason, if like, if like your uncle used to own a McDonald's and you have like a storage unit full of like 80s styrofoam containers, hit me up, man. I'll, I'll pay a fair price. What else is, what else is going on? I, I've been reading The Defenders, the new Defenders comic. It's written by... Brian Michael Bendis and drawn by uh, Dan Marquez, Marquez, and it's good. I it took me a while to get into it because they are like the defenders from the TV show, which is not like so much different than the one that were in the comics originally. But there are some differences, and I, I get why they do that. If somebody decides they're going to start reading comics because they saw the shows, you want to have the shows in the comics like. Somewhat similar, I get it, it makes sense, I did take a minute to get into it, but now that I, I've i made that leap, you know, I, I stuck with it long enough to let it take, I, I'm i enjoying it, they are battling um, Diamondback, just like in the Luke Cage series, he has a inhuman growth hormone, which is like similar to like mutant growth hormone, which is like, it's kind of like a super steroid party drug in the Marvel Universe, like you, like you take it and it, uh, turns you into, like, a super-powered mutant for a while, and you get, like, you get super jacked, you get super high with the, with the mutant, uh, genes in you, and now they, now they make it from inhumans, and I guess it's, like, according to the comic, a more, uh, more potent drug, and the Defenders, which is Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, who could not beat up Supergirl in any universe of anyone's imagination, and, uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Daredevil. Daredevil wears black. In this, I guess there was black in the comic now, black with like red uh, accents. I, I really like Daredevil, and I used to read Daredevil back in the day when, when Bendis wrote it. I thought that was one of the, one of the best runs in the history of comics. They did this, they did this storyline where Daredevil gets outed as lawyer Matt Murdock, and they, they take it all the way to where it has to go, like. A lot of Matt Murdock's cases get thrown out and they're letting criminals go left and right because people are like, they want no contest because Matt Murdock was out there as a daredevil illegally obtaining evidence. It's it's great stuff. It ends up with Matt Murdock going to jail for a while. Real good stuff. But I haven't been reading the current Daredevil and I guess at some point he switched to, he switched to black and red. It looks good. It's a good comic. I gotta, I gotta say I really like this guy Marquez's art. It's Highly detailed, but not like like overly detailed, like a like a Brian Hitch. It's nice. He draws. I'll say this: he draws the Night Nurse as like the hottest looking character in the uh, Marvel Comics universe, the number one draft pick of hot comic chicks at the moment. The Night Nurse is a character that that I am interested in. I I like how Bendis has made her sort of like a, a nighttime operative. It's like she runs a. She runs a hospital that superheroes and villains can go to, and it's all on the hush-hush. And she she treats their gunshots, their stab wounds, whatever, and she keeps it all 
She keeps it all on the, uh, what is it, the HEPA laws, I guess. that is that what it is? Where you, where your doctor cannot legally talk about what you talk about. You know, she keeps it all, she keeps it all legit. She's cool, man. I want her first appearance. It's Night Nurse number one. And this is, this economy is going for like a bucket a quarter, like 125 and up. The, the Marvel Girl comics sometimes go for crazy amounts of money. The first appearances of the Girl comics because they... They had shorter print runs, and people didn't have the interest in them at the time, so they didn't, they didn't keep them. So Night Nurse number one, that's another one I am uh, I'm into right now. So I don't know. That's about it. You guys have heard me prattle on about nothing for long enough. Uh, let's see. For the lesson this week, let's let's try to work harder to be more of a giver than a taker. Let's uh, let's open up our hearts to generosity. You know, let's. Let's try to give. It's like a crazy time out there in the world. And I think that I think that if we could all open up and get a little little more generosity in our hearts, a little more love in our hearts, that that might help. It's not going to hurt. So let's work toward that. Let's work on being givers, not takers. And this is me. I see robots. Oh, we will not be here with the Toys R Support next week. They are they're doing some fumigation up on the base. There are like some uh, moon rats that have been running around. It's gross. I've already seen like five of them. I think I think it's these yokel miners are bringing them in, and it's they're all over the place. They're gross. They're green. They glow in the dark, and from what I hear, they bite. And if you get bit, the spot that you got bit on glows in the dark. And that might be that might be something that sounds cool, but from what I've heard, that after it glows in the dark for a while, it falls off. So. I don't want to lose a foot. So we will be away from the base next week. So in the place of this, there will be a super fun episode of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. I believe it is about Shanna the She-Devil. A uh, fave character of mine. I think that you'll enjoy that. So until then, keep up with me on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash robots I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. At robots on Twitter. At robots on Instagram. Those are all... All cool places. You can keep up with me. Uh, keep your keep your ears to the street for the latest IC Robots radio releases. So until then, this is me, IC Robots, signing off for Engineer Emily, Iceberg, and for those yokels over in uh, that mining district next door. So until next time, if you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported indie If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.